I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to another edition of Secret Ball Stories, where I invite guests to count down a personal top five list in high-fidelity fashion. And welcome again to another inclusion in the Spider-Man month. I hope you're enjoying it so far. We've got one more segment after this one, so get them in, get downloading. So I've invited a very good friend today who is, I think he's well-versed in Spider-Man lore, I like to think so, um, and other stuff, um, sci-fi. <laughs> yes, it would be pretty awkward. I'd, I'd be like, oh, I've got the wrong person for this. Oh dear, I've chosen poorly, much like Indy. And no, not Indy. Indy chose well. He chose well. Indy did chose well. He chose no, well. Thank you of, um, um, what's the other guy's oh, name? No, what's his name? Donovan. Donovan. That's it. He Donovan. chose poorly. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. So I've invited my good friend. Spoilers, <laughs> Spoilers for a thirty-year-old film. Uh, it's thirty. That it'll be thirty this year, won't it? Isn't it? Eighty-nine. Yeah. Yes. What a great one, what a great one. Uh, hopefully this won't be our last crusade. <laughs> so, let's begin. Welcome, this has taken a very long time to introduce you in a very awkward way, but welcome, Sean Mason. Hello. How the hell are you? I'm fine, yeah. Yeah? I'm, well, I mean, I'm, I'm really tired and warm. <laughs> <laughs> As the rest of England has been posting all over social media. Yeah, yeah we all share that. Yeah. I was I was in the post office this morning and the guy was talking about the humidity for about 10 minutes. And yeah. I was like, that's great. Can I have my package, please? I want to watch my Spider-Man DVDs. <laughs> yeah, I... I, I had a horrible realisation last night as well about climate change. Ooh. In the on an individual level, we mm. all think we're Chief Brody in Jaws, but as a species, we're the mayor. <laughs> and what a great analogy. <laughs> And uh, that's not a good thing. No, we kind of yeah. I mean, uh, I mean that's that's probably the best analogy I've heard of climate change and people's attitudes towards climate change. You know, you know, I I can drink paper straws, but I'm not going to close the beach. It's the fourth of July. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Don't be absolutely ridiculous. Amazing. Um, Yeah, I've noticed that. You know, in the last year, Mm. couple of years, year and a half, that the weather is extremely different and extreme to in all measures. Cold and I mean, I didn't have double glazing for quite a while in this flat. And during the summer, I'm fine. But you know, in the winter, I was frozen, absolutely frozen. And I had to like, I had to leave the heating on like three days just to just to heat a bit, just to like a normal standard, like a a livable standard. Anyway, <laughs> enough with uh, enough with politics. Enough no, with... enough with the <laughs> impending end of the world. Well, I mean, we we you know, Spider Man deals with a lot of world yeah. ending. Um, and, and there's a really good story actually called Ends of the Earth, where uh, Spider Man faces uh, the Sinister Six, and Doctor Octopus is trying to. I think he's trying to speed up the greenhouse effect. Yeah, greenhouse so gas. I'm sure in the 
think it's Dan Slot run, I think. Yeah, but is, is that Dan Slot when it was alternating writers? No, I think that's just Dan Slot. I think that's when it turned over to just Dan Slot, I think. Right. I could be wrong. Um, but it's a really good storyline. It's got all the Sinister Six and yeah. it's with like it deals with like Black Cat, Silver Sable, all those all those kind of characters as well. It's really, really good actually. Let's crack on. So I brought you on to list your top five underrated Spider-Man villains. So not, not necessarily yeah. the obvious ones. So Green Goblin, Doctor Octopus, Carnage, Venom, all those big ones. We want the ones that are kind of little off the kind of... On the on the rim, on the outer rim yeah. of his... And he's got quite a few villains, much like kind of Batman, lots of weird and wacky ones. Um, yeah. Yeah, do you, want to, do you want to talk about his kind of huge rogues gallery that he has? What I really find interesting is... Is how many are animal based? If if he has an animal based mm. power, everything must be animal based. I mean, there is there are things. like there's a lot of characters that I mean. I think a good way to start with heroes is do like a kind of dark mirror. Yes. Aspect. I think that's a great place to start, but don't stay there because if mm. you get stuck in it, it's not very interesting after a yeah. while. It was interesting as, as well because I thought I'd Google it just just to see who I was missing yeah and i'd forgotten actually as much as we say mm. oh yeah keep varying it up yeah really a lot of spidey's villains are just variations on the old like, ones five types yeah, yeah. So, so we've got like goblins goblins symbiotes clones, clones symbiotes yeah animals yeah animals electric uh, people yeah there's quite a few electric sand-based people or elements yeah. elemental uh, uh, yeah ele- elemental people, yeah, yeah there's a few of those so you've got hydroman sandman one of my favorite ones is where they kind of had a fight and they became just a mud thing yeah <laughs> just a combination <laughs> mud thing that you, it was like i don't even fight this it's just like yeah. And I think he, I think it was like the, that was it. They're dating the same woman, and and then they both clash and become this mud thing. And then she thinks she can make loads of money off it because <laughs> it's like this kind of King Kong thing. Bizarre, bizarre little story. But yeah. I loved it. <laughs> the, uh... Yeah, so many kind of groups of. There's a lot of kind of horror-based villains, um, yes. and kind of monster-based, tra- like tragic. I mean, a lot of accidents, isn't there? There's a surprising yeah, amount of accidents. Again, it it boils down to that dark mirror thing. Mm. So yeah, he's he's a scientific accident. Mm. There's a lot of scientific accidents that he ends up having mm. to to fight. Yeah, like Doctor Octopus is like the classic, the almost the classic. Yeah, lizard as well. There are there, there's so many. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. You know, sort yeah. of thing where you know. They're all kind of. I mean, even the movies. They're all yeah. basically Osborne, all of these. Yeah, they're all people. basically kind of scientists for the most part, and I think it it does kind of help in to a point. I think there's there are kind of tiers, and I and like my five. I've kind of what I've done is I've done kind of subsections. So I'm choosing I'm choosing one from every kind of several subsections of of his villains. Kind of give okay. us kind of a, but it's it's kind of talking about those kind of types of villains but within that one specific character um should we should we get started let's get started let's go for it let's go for it so you are the guest yes so i would like you to go first what is your number have you got a particular order are you counting down or oh yeah i'll I'll start at five yeah start at five Um, let's go now my my fifth pick now technically again variations Mm. thereof so it's one specific variant is Dr. Olivia Octavius from Spider-Man ah, Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I think she was, well, the best... I mean, mm. everything about that... Amazing movie. Amazing, amazing movie. Yeah. If you haven't um, seen it, it's an Oscar-winning movie. 
go out and see yeah. it. If you haven't seen it, I've just spoiled one of the characters. <laughs> um, I, I just love the way they did Doc Ock in that. Yeah. And how subtly it was set up. And mm. when you watch it again, yeah. actually all the clues are yeah. there. Right down to her glasses, the shape of her glasses. Yes, uh, yeah. and, you're right. Uh, the shape of her light fittings, everything mm. is is a visual clue. When I saw it again, I was like, if you if you look carefully when they're watching in the school, yes, you see the start. Of, yeah, you see the start of the name, the but name. you don't see the rest of it, and yeah. you're like, ah, of course. And yeah. it's like, you know, what a, what a great kind of twist and a great character and a great just a great take on a classic character. Yeah, and it's 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 a take that I'd love to see in other me. I'd love mm. to see that character done again and done elsewhere. Mm. I remember back in the old nineties, the uh, the heyday of Spider Man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I to be honest, there's a lot in the nineties I really like. Yeah, and there's some that's not so great. I, I think that's fair of, of every era. Yeah, I think it's fair of every comic book era. Um, but there was during the kind of Clone Saga, there was Doctor Caroline Trainer, Caroline Trainer, who was yes. Who Doctor Octopus is killed by Kane, the evil yes, clone, and she, uh, she was just Lady Lady. I think Octopus she. Was, I think. Something. I think we weren't very good at naming female no, names in the nineties, especially like. Or now, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we do get. Um, I think jokingly they did Lady Stiltman. Uh, I think that was a joke. That was like an obvious joke. I think Stiltman, pretty much a joke in the first place. True. True. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but very almost so sorry, weird. Stiltman fans. So, sorry, still. Yeah, because there's so many Stiltman I'm fans sure out there. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's. it's it's not too dis- I mean, telescopic tentacles, telescopic legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too dissimilar. Daredevil was meant to be a new Spider-Man, effectively. But yeah, why why have you picked this version of Doctor Octopus? I think really because everyone who's seen the film loved that take hmm. and that surprise. Because I love the way she hmm. was set up as kind of maybe a slightly lovable, dorky, yes. scientist, kooky, not really a threat. And no. then when she turns oh, into yeah. full, yes. uh, the way it's animated, the way it's performed uh, vocally, yeah. it's such a brilliant, complete switch. Mm. I just really liked it. But it's a shame that off off the back of that film, mm. Spider-Man Noirs being reprinted, yep. Uh, the Spider-Man annual mm-hmm. for this year that just came yep. out is dedicated to Spider-Ham. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's been lots of kind of other media yeah. about those elements. Mm. But I feel like that one, I feel that yeah. that take has been overlooked. Now, I, I, I think partly because it's very specifically yeah. for that film. Mm. Uh, and Doc Ock's status in... Does she die? I can't remember. I feel like she gets she oh, might who, get. who knocks her out. Somebody like knocks her out, sends her flying or something. Yeah. Um. But and it's kind of like is it? It might be Miles. I think Miles might come in and knock her flying. Yes. Possibly because I think he's invisible, and then he. Yeah. Something like I that. I don't think she gets. I don't think off no. Because I I hope that. Film I hope not. Yeah. I I I watched this video. Weird, very odd video. Sorry, I'm just playing footsie That's with you there. Fine, yeah, it's, I mean, we're we're in my bedroom, so yeah. this is this is what happens now to all my guests. Yeah. <laughs> footsie is played. Um, I, I read it. I watched him. Um, I don't know if you're are you familiar with like Bob Chipman on like YouTube. Um, he kind of he does like reviews and various um movie Bob. I think he's known as movie Bob. He might. Yeah. Yeah, he he had a really unusual kind of hot take on uh-huh. on this character. He said um, in the comics, uh, Aunt May marries Doctor Octopus at one point. Very yes. to I yeah, think he's yeah, trying yeah. to get a nuclear reactor she's inherited. 
Yeah. Yeah, comics. comics. <laughs> we're we're As, all inherited. Yeah, yeah, it happens. And then, you know, manages to resurrect the ghost of Hammerhead. Don't ask me yeah. why, don't ask me how, but it happens. <laughs> but yes, and he says, uh, when Olivia Octavius breaks into the house and May sees him goes, oh great, it's Liv. He thinks that, it's very subtle, but he thinks, I mean, it's really subtle, but he thinks they had a lesbian relationship and their exes and, um, which, I mean, it's not, out of the realms of possibility, and obviously movies have hinted about things like that in the past. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it was quite a that was a deep, like almost like yeah, a, quite a deep investigation would need to go into that. I think. Yeah, it's not a a, a take I kind of noticed. No, but but I I did like that. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, why I've not? Got no absolutely. No but, issue, but, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Um, I don't think it was blatant to to myself or no. most most of the cinema going audience. It, it just seemed more like to me that yeah. they they known each other and just because gone. Aunt May in that film is so switched on to yeah. the villains, the villains yeah. and, and the whole world of Spider Man, mm. Spider Cave basically yeah, in there as well. I, I think it was just more of an eye roll. Yeah, oh, it's, it's like oh, it's another villain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's back. Um, I really like the the design of the tentacles as well. Yeah, um, the kind of, kind of almost yeah jelly, uh, like yeah. almost squid like or something. Or um, it's very unusual, almost like there's some sort of fluid going through them. I don't yeah, know. and everything about that design was just so good. And I would love at some point the comics to. I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility mm. for um i don't know a, a daughter or a niece or mm. an yeah 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 i mean peter has a sister he's only recently yeah. discovered a couple that's of years right ago, so i was that was good that was good read actually Not yeah too bad. is it family matters it was or? family uh, family business family business that's um, it yeah that was a fun little read yeah it was a really nice that that kind of graphic novel imprint that marvel kind of mm, did for a little while with. i think it was season, they did season one didn't they the the they kind of the retailing one and then they did they got warren ellison to do an avengers oh that was good book. that was really good uh mike mccone the artwork yes i think oh that was good yeah and but then it was kind of like where do these fit in continuity or not because that yeah. was meant to be kind of like the films mm. but it, it was yeah. kind of meant to tease you in if you'd if you didn't know where to start from yeah. Avengers comics, but you were watching the films, you could buy that. Yeah, I think I, I read, I read, I read one where um, it was it was an X Men one called No More Humans, which was a tie-in to an X book that had just happened. Is it so, Age Age of X or something Age of like X. that. So, yeah. so then it became so, so obviously that's kind of like a, a what if story. Mm, yeah, but then Family Business was like. So was yeah. is this canon or not? And yeah. then didn't uh, they bring her back recently? Chip Starsky brought for his spectacular Spider Man run. Hmm. I've heard that's really good. It's really good. I've not started yeah. it, but I'm going to. Yeah, no, that that is good. I I think they I think they did four volumes and yeah. then someone else took it over okay. and then it got cancelled. Ah, right, as, right. as is the way. As is the way. Um, <laughs> Everything's getting cancelled at the moment. Swamp Thing and yeah. lot, uh, Deadly Class that got cancelled as well. I think we might be. I know a lot of people talk about the the comic book movies, kind of you know, oh, it's dead. The comic book, you know, movie is now dead. The, no, it's, well, it's we're fine. F- uh, franchise fatigue. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. No. Look at Endgame. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, we're we're good. But I do feel maybe there's maybe too many comic book TV shows currently to keep up with on the various different platforms. I I don't know if it's a for, well, we're getting into territory for <laughs> one of my later. Oh, things, okay, so, okay, cool, um, cool. So do you want to say we'll, you want to save that then? We'll, we'll save, save that. that. We'll, we'll save that. that. We'll, we'll, we'll table that. that for now. We'll table that. So. I'll go with my number five. Fair enough. Uh, my number five, he represents what I like to call the the subsection of Spider-Man's villains or, or any kind of comic book character villains where they are 
the loser villains. Mm. So they're kind of they're not the megalomaniacs, not the masterminds. They're kind of almost a bit thuggish. Yeah. Kind of they're they're just out for a for a you know a big score. They just want to kind of retire, mm-hmm. do their thing. They've got the tech, you know, they've got the tech they've either invented or it's been provided or they've inherited or something and or powers you name it and they just want to make some money so it's usually how do i make money i rob a bank you know it's very quick very easy and i'm gonna pick the lesser known spider-man villain boomerang because i was kind of introduced to this character in a little mini series um, that i got when i was very young called the deadly foes of spider-man and this was really kind of groundbreaking for me because it was the first story i ever read where it was from the a villain's perspective like the villain mm. The villains are the protagonists in the story, and it, and Spider Man's very you know he's he's in it very little. Obviously he's in the he's in yeah. there, but um, you don't spend a lot of time with him. He's there purely to be an antagonist, and I found that really fascinating as a as a young man. You know, it's, obviously we've had this has been done to death. You know, Dirty Dozen, all those kind of things. Like you have these horrible and these horrible villainous characters that. But you're kind of you're with them all the way. Mm-hmm. You you want them to succeed. You want them to murder that guy or or kill that person or rob that bank you know you want them to get away with their big scheme you, you know the rhino in this is just trying to get money for his family in russia speed demon just wants to get laid and um, that's his that's his motivation uh boomerang just wants to make some money beetles trying to get revenge you know you've got all these kind of it's a good kind of collection of these kind of loser yeah. even the shocker is so afraid of being killed by the scourge of the underworld is basically a kind of punisher type character mm-hmm. who's killing off supervillains. He kind of has this kind of... He's one of the best characters in it because he has this kind of... All of a sudden, he you know he breaks through his kind of all this fear and doubt and everything and just almost kills Spider-Man with, you know... And Shocker is one of those... He's probably... He was very close to being my in here instead. Yeah. But I think Boomerang's got something about him that's quite... Um, I would recommend any of the, the Foes books. I think Lethal Foes of Spider-Man is not so good. Uh, I read that recently. But Superior Foes of Spider-Man and The Deadly Foes of Spider-Man, both really cool. But yeah, he kind of... It's Obviously, it's a, it's a really weird gimmick. Boomerangs mm-hmm. are a weird... You know, they're not really that cool or interesting or but they, I mean there were hunting elements in like Australia they would use them yeah. to hunt um, he, he was introduced in a Hulk comic and he had the, the most hideous costume I've ever seen in my life it was horrendous the, John Byrne redesigned him gave him a much more kind of svelte kind of look uh, boomerangs attached to his body everywhere yeah. <laughs> but he had jet boots so kind of that's yeah. he gets one over on Captain Boomerang it's- there Currently a very kind of streamlined... Yeah, it's kind of a white and black visor. Um, He's got the boomerangs coming out of the back. And he was in the Thunderbolts as well. And before I knew about Bullseye, before Bullseye was even on my radar, Mm -hmm. dead of all radar sense, pun included... He in the in Deadly Foes he is he says anything in my hands is a deadly weapon. So he's throwing you know pennies at people and they're like ah you know all that sort of stuff. And I I I I thought what an amazing cool concept. Uh, I realised that's been stolen from from Bullseye. But yeah. uh, by the time I thought it was really cool. Well, at least they're stealing from in house. Yes, that's true. <laughs> they're stealing from other characters. Yeah. But obviously, and I think later on again he he kind of like I, I like these kind of. They are lovable because they can just never get anything right. They're tripping over, they're falling yeah. over, they're failing, and all the kind of failure makes them more kind of have this endearing quality about them. Uh, and quite recently, I believe Boomerang actually moved in. Well, yeah, with Pete Barker so I was, I was as, a, as a roommate. So the current Nick Spencer run, mm. which is really good, yeah, uh, it's just finished its first kind of event book, Hunted Craven story. Mm. Peter, so post the Dan Slott's mm. run, yeah, it's kind of. He's lost his company. He's lost everything. Everything's completely gone. Completely reset. Yeah. Uh, and 
needed a flatmate. What he what he is with Robbie Thompson is is one of his. Oh, is it Randy? Randy. Randy. Randy Robertson. Yes. Joe Joe Robbie Robertson's dad. Yeah, uh, that's who I mean. Yes, that's his dad. Yeah, cool. That's fair enough. They've got very similar names. (laughs) They do. (laughs) Um, uh, So yeah, so that's one of his flatmates, and then they needed a third, and yeah, it was. was And there's Boomerang, and and neither I believe neither of them know. Well, Spider Man knows, doesn't he? He's aware. He's Boomerang. Boomerang doesn't know. Doesn't know. There's a really nice. To, but what I'm really liking about the Nick Spencer run is as much as he's gone straight into there's kind of an art, there have been kind of two issue stories, kind of how it used to be where yeah. you could just pick up those two issues. Read those two issues, be happy, have a complete story. Have a complete story. With stuff, other stuff being teased. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of kind of what comics needs to be more of, I think, hmm. is less demanding on Digest- the wallet. Digestible. More digestible. Yeah, digestible chunks. That you can, and I think that's the same with TV and you know a lot of other kind of media. I, I for me, I prefer to watch a movie over a, a TV show because TV shows, like un, not unlike Game of Thrones, you can watch them for years and yep. still be disappointed with how they end or disappointed how the that whole mm-hmm. se- that whole last series was. Um, that's why I like the kind of just I can concentrate if it's shit, it's shit. But it's only been two hours of my life. Yeah, but although now you said that. It has reminded me, as much as I'm really enjoying Nick Spencer's Spider-Man run, mm. he still hasn't finished Morning Glories for... Right. And that... that Annoys you. That has annoyed me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of set up as... He knew how many issues it was going to run. Mm. He knew where it was going to go. When's it going to finish? <laughs> yeah, because I don't think it ever got officially cancelled. No. But it's also at the point now where new readers probably aren't going to... Care. Jump on, or, so maybe yeah. I'm not gonna get an ending. I mean, he may come back and do like a mini series, maybe or something. I hope so. Yeah, I, I just hope, kind of I tail hope it off. resolved, um, even mm. if he just truncates it. But um, yeah, what we're talking about? <laughs> we're talking about boomerang. Don't worry, boomerang, <laughs> we're talking about boomerang. So, yeah, don't worry. There's a really good. Um, <laughs> so warm. It, He's warm. There was a re- so there's a really good kind of two issue. I think it was two. Is it kind of like story. an is it kind of like an odd couple situation? Yeah, sort of where Peter's kind of down on his luck. He's because uh, when he got his PhD, technically it, it was, was Doctor Doc Ock that yeah, got it. Who was in his mind as the superior Spider Man? Yeah, so he's he's had loads of these things stripped away from mm. him. Boomerang decides, oh well, come out for a drink, but he yeah. takes him to the villains. Bar. Oh, the bar with no name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a story about Peter Parker surrounded by some of his greatest... Villains. Or, you know, less great yeah. villains. But everyone in there was having him for it. <laughs> and they're all, they're all the kind of, again, all the kind of loser villains. The kind of, yeah, yeah the lesser known, the B-listers, C-listers, it, it really Z-listers. kind of have more of a grudge in some ways. Because yeah. as far as they're concerned, they are just the blue collar guys. Exactly, blue blue collar cr- criminals. Yeah, what's the uh, working class heroes or yeah. working class villains, if you will? Yeah, yeah. Um, right, Tio. I think we talked about Boomerang probably yes. far too much, um, but I did want to mention a few of the kind of villains within that kind of um, that kind of loser subsection. So, Shocker. I've mentioned Beetle. Slide, who has a frictionless suit, so he slides about everywhere. The kangaroo is a Stan Lee villain, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, Spot, who can open interdimensional portals and nice. looks like a Dalmatian. Um, the Gibbon, he's a Gibbon. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a Gibbon, another Stan Lee one. And another Stan Lee one, the Looter, who was also known as Meteor Man for a little bit. Right. Yes, yeah, some, uh, some, some loser villains there, so I think we're covered. Uh, we, can we go on to your number four? Are you ready? Yeah, we'll go on to number four. So, so this is my first kind of slightly yeah, esoteric picks uh, <laughs> in that my number four most underrated villain is executives 
Ah. Whether, whether they be movie executives <laughs> or, or Marvel. So please, please, please go on, because I'm really interested to hear so, what you say on this. Okay, as much as I just praise Nick Spencer's run, because mm. it is very good, Yeah, Marvel has a real problem, of, going back to what we were talking about before, mm. of overexposure. Oh, God, yeah. Tell me about so, it. Jesus. We've got Amazing Spider-Man at the moment, but we've also got Friendly Neighbourhood Spider-Man has right. just started, okay. which I've heard is really good. Mm. But Amazing Spider-Man already comes out twice a month. My wallet doesn't go that far. Not to mention all of the other various Spidey books. Mm. And imagine if you're buying all the variants as well. you're trying to get... Yeah, and then you've got your point one issues and all that. So, I think, yeah, I think it's trying to do too much in the comics. I'd rather just have less... (laughs) Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. And, you know, then other books would be allowed to kind of breathe because yeah. there, there are other smaller character books that I would love to give and spend my money yeah. on. I, I heard um, West Coast Avengers got cancelled recently. I heard that was yeah. quite good. But again, cancelled because, you know, people are buying five Spider-Man books. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need five Spider-Man books. The Punisher had five five yeah. or six books in the 90s. You don't need that many books about no. guys shooting criminals. You just I, don't. And also you get to the point where, okay, if you want to do like a big important story in another, but it can't really be referenced in the other because it's two different writers exactly yeah it's all meant to be happening at the same time mm. I mean, you could. I mean, obviously, there's so like back in the day in studio when the when Marvel would be in an office, you would you know someone Roger Stern would be writing Spectacular Spider Man yeah. and you know Jerry Conway will be writing Amazing Spider Man yeah. and they could talk and go oh by the way just this is what I'm doing this month yeah what are you doing just so we can kind of just reference each other's books so if people are interested they will go buy that yeah but now because. People, everyone works from home, basically. Mm. Artists and the writers, they don't meet, they don't talk as much. They're not. No, you know, they, they just have the one, the, the kind of Marvel summit every year. Yeah, exactly. And it's very rare that they see anybody. Like, I interviewed some people at Oldham Comic Con and they were like, this is amazing because we never get together anymore. Yeah. This, is a, this is an amazing thing that we can do this. Um, because they just don't talk. Yeah. That. So, so, so that's my big issue with Marvel at the moment, is it's cost me too much money. You need to get Marvel Unlimited. Well, yeah, I, mm. I probably kind of do. Yeah. If, if, if only from a space perspective. Space and, I mean, £50 for the year, you've already, you know, you read 20 books, you've paid for it. Yeah. You know, um, I only I only have it because, I mean, I do, I do buy physical, I still buy physical as well. But again, I live in a one-bedroom flat and you can see it's already crammed as it is yeah. with the amount I've got here. And I imagine your place is much the same. Well, yeah, I... I... I'm lucky enough to live in a house, but like I was saying to you before we start recording mm. this, I've not been able to play the Spider-Man game on the PS4 because I can't physically get to the PlayStation right now. <laughs> because of all the stuff. Because of all the other stuff in the way. <laughs> so yeah, that, that, that's my one issue with Marvel Comics, mm. is less, just do less so I can buy more. Yeah. So is it are these some of these kind of like, I mean, they do it with movies as well. You know, I was going to get out. Yeah, they 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 tend to, especially Avi Arad tends to throw in a, like a lot of a lot of villains into his movies that don't yeah. necessarily need them. You know, it all started going wrong. Spider Man. Luckily, it, it started going right again. Mm. But obviously, Spider Man Three was the point where you've got to. That's when I learned you shouldn't listen to the fans. Yeah, because the fans wanted. Venom, but that's not the story Sam Raimi was telling. So well, he, you ended he, up with... he only likes the classic sixties ones, anyway. Yeah, so you so you end up with a version of Venom that no one likes. 
in a story that now no longer quite works because it's it's trying to please too many people yeah. at once. It's been pulled. It's pulled apart by yeah. too many too many cooks. There are some great moments in there. Oh some, yeah, no, there's there's the, some fun to be had. There's fun to be had with Spider-Man Three, but I'd have loved to seen Raimi's take on Vulture. Yeah. We've been allowed to do. Spider-Man 4. Yeah. There was, then, there was rumours recently they were going to do a comic book version of it, but, yeah. it, but it's the J.J. Abrams comic that they're doing. Yes. Yeah. With, um, that's a whole of a, with his son. A whole <laughs> of a story. And then we got into the Amazing Spider-Man world, and at this point they're trying to copy what the MCU was yeah. doing and try to create their own universe. The world building, so, yeah. They were going to have a Sinister Six movie, weren't they, at one point? Yeah. And there was going to be a Sinister Six movie that was going to be separate, but also there was going to be Amazing Spider-Man 3, and it was all separate up all these things yeah but not doing any of them very well because it was just that corporate more 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 yeah. more more but fans don't respond to that no too well no like we love it when it's done well yeah we of course yeah it's yeah right well, it's and, mcu and we'll, we'll yeah turn up mcu yeah and they built it but they've built it they've built, brick by yeah. brick they have built that and they deserve that and they deserve it all works now yes but you know, ten years ago, if you told me we'd have an Ant Man movie, you know, fifteen years ago, yeah, I would have, you know, laughed in your face because yeah. I don't well, think that would have ever happened. No, I, I mean, weirdly, ten years ago we almost did have the yes. Ant Man, you know, yeah, yeah, true. Be. But um, yeah, and and then because I actually really liked Andrew Garfield's mm. take on Spider Man. Yeah, I did. I like those um, again. There's elements of those movies that I, I like as well. The the crane sequence in the first Amazing oh, Spider Man, great, is really great. Really touching. It, it really got me that one. Yeah, it's it's kind of up there with the train sequence yeah. in Spider Man Two. Mm. But yeah, they they just tried to do too much, and then and even now, even mm. though we have Spider Man in the MCU, Sony is still looking at the villains that they exactly have. yeah they're doing their own movies so Morbius has been filming in Morbius Manchester been filming recently in Manchester. Yeah. we had Venom mm. I'm kind of getting to the point that if it's if it's a film that isn't in the MCU I don't care yeah I I get that I definitely get that especially some of the some of the movie I mean Hellboy did awfully recently yeah various other th- uh, I mean Dark Phoenix we went to see Dark Phoenix we together. Did. Um, you know, it's, of it's a feeling of obligation. Yeah, yeah, mostly yeah. obligation, and I didn't hate it, didn't love it. I'm not going to watch it again. I probably, yeah, won't revisit it anytime soon. No, but you know, I, I was, I, I didn't expect it was, it was better than I expected because mm. I expected the worst. Yeah. So that's something yeah. I guess you can so say I, something positive. You can say. So I'm really hoping because after we're recording this hmm. just before. Far yes. from home comes out. Yes, yeah. I don't know what what it is, but I've told the the post credits is amazing. Yeah, really sets up whatever phase four is going come, to come, be. Yeah, what's coming next? I've heard it's a great movie anyway, yes. and that you have to watch it again after you've seen it to kind of notice things throughout. Yeah, which would make sense if it's a Mysterio based. Yes, you know things aren't what they appear sort of thing. Um, and yeah, and I've heard the credit sequences are amazing, yeah. but I've not heard a bad word about it yet. No, so I'm hopefully, really looking forward to fingers it. crossed, it'll be it'll just knock it out of the park. But that's it. I'm loving loving the stuff in the MCU, but outside of that, it's, yeah, I don't, because those characters are so tied into Spidey. True. Yeah. To not have them, just yeah, feels it seems weird. Weird, yeah, like a Craven movie or think something like that. Would yeah, be, it seemed like, just odd. Well, you can't have a Craven movie without Spider Man because who's he gonna hunt? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, just a, Craven sat he, there. He hunts all the animal themed villains. He hunts the rhino. Yeah, but <laughs> but then you get to put 
Yeah, just to stop it. It's not going to work. No, it's not gonna don't, work. don't do it. Right. So that's my... That's my well, um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the editorial decisions in Spider-Man as well, mm-hmm. because the executives there can often make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Quite famously, there was the One More Day storyline, uh, which erased the continuity of Peter and Mary Jane's yeah. marriage, which was, at that point, must have been 20 years 20, 19, yeah. I think it's 1987, I think yeah, they got married. Been, yeah, they'd been hitched for a long time yeah. at that point. So that's a lot of continuity to throw out the window. I mean, they kind of iron it out. I think it was one moment in time where they kind of ironed out the continuity between... Yeah, they had... See, I love that run. Yeah. J. Um, J. Michael Straczynski. Run it's incredible. Really it's incredible. good. But there, there are those two stories particularly that no one likes. Yeah. One is... Oh, Sins Past. Sins Past. Yeah, yeah. When Stacey and yeah. Norman Osborn yeah. up and had kids. Yeah, and apparently took a virginity as well, because that's the thing that Peter Parker screams about in that. That, yeah. her, that must have been her first time. No! Yeah, because that's the issue there. Yeah, really, that's... Yeah, that, that has to be the worst thing. Yeah, come on, Pete. You know, and... Uh, and obviously, yeah, one more day. Where is he? Is he Catholic or Christian? I mean, it's a, it's a. I mean, you could say you could argue that he's. You know, it could be any religion really. It could be Jewish, Catholic, yeah. Christian. You could argue because there's not nothing that's kind of outwardly. But I think it has been stated that somewhere in the canon that he is a, a Christian. I believe. Yeah, although we do see oil a lot. Yeah. Which is very stereotypically <laughs> New York Stere- Jewish. Stereotypically, yes. But I believe, yeah, because I remember he, there's an issue where I think Peter David wrote an issue where he meets God as well. So yeah, I think there there've been some. The one above all, I believe the call yeah, is called. Yeah, it, it's it? not as. Explicit. It's certainly not as important to his identity as it is no. say, Matt Murder. No, I don't think so. No, that's yeah, it's integ it's absolutely integral yeah. to, to Daredevil. But even then that probably wasn't mentioned until kind of Frank Miller came along. Yeah. I believe. But yeah, well, what was my point there? I completely uh, Oh yeah, it's ca- yeah, Catholic he was yeah. Catholic. So he's he's selling his soul to the devil mm. to save Aunt May from the bullet and the devil, Mephisto, who's basically the devil in the yeah. in the Marvel universe. He's not explicitly but yeah, whatever. It's a bit muddy. But yeah, he sells his soul and and rewrites time and history, and then you get the brand new day storyline where yes. you know it's it's fresh and there's absolutely nothing wrong with brand new day. There's, there's no, that... I, I think it was kind of important to maybe have a big jumping on point, yeah. but it maybe going that extreme. I mean, you could have just gone, let's get a divorce. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't. But every, every time a, a run ends, it has to be a complete reset. Yeah. Oh, does it? Have, can he no. not just keep those? Things and, yeah, we and like can very quickly establish mm. the world and in, in the first yeah, issue yeah. of the new run. Yeah, easy. And people just go, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. You just go, that's it. That's over. New. Yeah, there was a lot of clean slating. Yeah. yeah. Happening. I think, I I think, think they resurrected Harry Osborn as well. I remember that yeah. was a big. That was a big deal. And got rid of all his organic spider powers because yes. he was part spider by that point with the the kind of there was the totemistic yeah. kind of magic totem. Um, part of his storyline that we we're going to mention, I think, coming up. Yeah, if I if I if I remember yeah. one of your choices, but yeah, they kind of they kind of went. That's he can't communicate with spiders anymore, or have stingers come out of his arms. No. That's weird. Which I thought all that was pretty kind of cool, you know. Yeah, but, was... but yeah, they got rid of that whole aspect. Anyway, I think we should crack on because time is time is getting time on. Is we we could we could talk all day about this. Um, so that was your number four. So my number four is quite a recent addition to Spider-Man's Rogues Gallery from uh-huh. from Brand New Day, in fact, um, that era, um, and he's going to kind of represent the subsection of the kind of organised crime element okay. of Spider-Man. So 
I believe the organized crime, there's quite a lot of kind of, orga- including the kingpin and various other characters that represent kind of all the ma- the magia, not the mafia, because uh-huh. in the Marvel Universe they couldn't call it that for sure legal reasons yeah. or, or the fact that they didn't want, you know, the Black Hand itself didn't want to come yeah. and, you know, attack them or anything. But yeah, it seems to be really like missing from a lot of the movies that kind of don't focus on that element a lot. But in the early Spider-Man stories, that yeah. was like the main thing that the villains wanted. They wanted to be in control of the mobs. They wanted mm. to run the crowd. Like Green Goblin, that was all he was after initially. He was like, I'm going to run the mobs. Yeah. That's my plan. And and they kind of show that again in the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon. And you've got Tombstone as the big man. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I quite like that they kept that element from the original kind of comics. But And there's so many different kind of crime bosses or crime lords mm-hmm. within, within that. But they don't kind of get the representation that I think they deserve. Because he is a crime fighter. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of... Obviously, there's a lot of his villains are... His classic villains are, are more kind of, you know, science accident gone wrong. They might not necessarily want to rob banks and stuff, but they, they kind of or don't... they are robbing banks it's so they can do more... Exactly, yes. Yeah, so like like Dr. Octopus in yeah. Spider-Man 2. He just kind of... That's just a quick access to cash. He needs that yeah. and uses it. It's just... It's a means to an end, the kind of the, the kind of lower-class thug criminal element yeah. in the movies, which, you know, for, for better or for worse, that's how it is. But I'm choosing... Uh, Mr. Negative okay. as my number four. Yeah. So this is Martin Lee. So uh, basically he he was a um, Chinese immigrant who ran a slave ship. So he's, mm. he was shipping Chinese uh, immigrant slaves to the US. There was a there was a ship crash. Yeah. Uh, and then he took on the identity of Martin Lee. I don't think right. you ever learn his real name, but Martin Lee is one of the, the dead slaves. And he starts his kind of, you know, makes his way in New York. Yeah. Then he's um, he's captured by the Magia, Silvermane, who's running the Magia. And he's trying to make a synthetic form of heroin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's in the same kind of grouping as Cloak and Dagger. And they, through the same drug, they get their kind of powers over light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And Martin Lee gets his powers as well. So Cloak's, you know, can absorb people into the dark yes. force dimension. Dagger throws out energy, kind of light daggers that can strip someone of their heroin addiction. Yeah. Uh, one of their powers. They're kind of these kind of homeless homicidal heroes, which I really liked. I've, I've not really grabbed onto the series yet. No, I've not watched the series But it doesn't, yet. it seems to have got rid of all the elements that I like about Cloak and Dagger. But well, I, I don't know 100%, so I'd have to watch it. Yeah. But maybe one day. One day I'll get around to it. Well, going back to what we were saying about before about even Marvel TV, hmm. even Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't really feel like it's connected to the no. MCU anymore. No. And, and I really enjoyed Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm. but eventually I just kind of... I watched the first seven or eight episodes, and every single episode ended in a bomb. They count down yeah. to a bomb going off. There's a gravity bomb. There's a bomb inside someone's eye. Yeah. That guy's going to explode as a human bomb. You know, I was just like, every episode is a bomb. And then yeah. I think the ninth episode, they started like... There was like a, a like a some sort of Asgardian artifact that had yeah they yeah, yeah. They, they they tied into Dark World Dark I think World. and that that's that started to look good but by that point I was totally switched off yeah. by it um there was there was like an early appearance of Graviton and I was like oh yes Graviton amazing I love to see Graviton then you didn't see him again for a couple yeah yeah exactly so so I kind of yeah it's a bit too much but anyway but going back to to Mister Negative yes. Yeah, he's he's quite interesting because his the the drug kind of gives him these kind of these again powers over darkness and light. Mm-hmm. But his in most comics, you kind of like there's these split personality characters mm-hmm. that develop like an evil side. You know, everyone's like the you know the Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde thing. They develop ah, oh, I'm evil now. Yeah. You know, and they fight against the you know their original good half. This guy was evil, 
and the accident caused him to actually have a good personality, which is kind of like, again, the photo negative yeah. of what we usually get, which is really interesting. And he started running this kind of homeless shelter called Feast. It's featured in the Spider-Man game as yes. well. He's, he's one of the big characters in the Spider-Man game, one of the sporting characters. He was kind of characters. the first villain that was revealed. Yeah, the first big... Re- yeah, I remember the, the when the trailers came out, that I was like, oh my God, Mr. Negative, what a deep pull. I love, I love yeah, like yeah. a good deep cut. But yeah, he can channel kind of this negative energy. He can... Um, he can absorb, I think he can absorb kind of life force and stuff mm. from it and kind of corrupt people as well. Uh, he even um, kind of heals Venom's, uh, Eddie Brock's cancer and causes the emergence of anti-Venom, which is like ah, a, yes. which yeah, kind, yeah, of a yeah. uh, kind of a negative of Venom. Yeah. Um, and he kind of causes Venom and Spider-Man to lose their powers as well, the current Venom. But yeah, a uh, really interesting character and he then later on corrupts Cloak and Dagger because he has a similar power set. And he can channel the energy through weapons. Uh, and he has these kind of group of his kind of... He kind of runs all the kind of triads and tongs mm. within New York. So he becomes a real player in the kind of the mob world in New York. You know, rivaling even some of the bigger kind of more established uh, mob villains like Tombstone or Silvermane yeah. or Hammerhead. You know, all those kind of characters. And I think it's just a really kind of unique, interesting take on an old idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that when he transforms, he becomes like a, a negative version, yeah. like a photo negative of himself. But even then, you can't really kind of make out who he is. But yeah, he's just just fascinating newer villain that mm-hmm. the Spider-Man's had in the last few years, and obviously that's why they've used him in in the in the game because he's he's got a great power set, good cool look, yeah. um, really quite quite interesting. And for lack of a better word, isn't overexposed. Yes, that as well. And and you know, and it's good to see some diverse, more diverse Spider-Man villains as well. Yes, you know, because we don't we don't have there is some there is diversity there, but it's not as much as you probably would expect to be. But yeah. again, you know, they they do kind of over time they have you know introduced villains, female villains, and various other ones in the past to kind of make up for and the heroes, work. yeah, and, heroes, and heroes as well, yeah. So yeah. many great Marvel female heroes, some of the best in the world. But yeah, he's um. It's, it's yeah, he's a great he's a great character, and I can't wait to to see some more of him or read some more appearances. Yeah. From him. Um. But yeah, I spoke about all the kind of other kind of mafia villains. So the Rose, who's a good favorite of mine, he's the son of of Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, Tombstone, Hammerhead, Silvermane, the Big Man, who's a, an early one in the sixties, created by Stan Lee, uh, and the Crime Master as well. Yeah, that's me. That's my number four. Nice. Your number three. My number three is the Big Wheel. The big wheel. Okay. You go with the big wheel. Okay, all right. Um, because, because when he asked me to come do this podcast, I was thinking about Spidey's villain roster and kind yeah. of who, who we know and mm. who would you consider as underrated. And you, you've, you've kind of got the big ones. Yeah. And then you kind of got like the more C list yeah. ones. Yeah, definitely. And then you've just got so many. <laughs> Ridiculous ones. Yeah. The one note kind of villains. One note yeah. kind of like he's literally called Jackson Wheel <laughs> <laughs> and gets around in a big wheel. And that's it. Yeah. That's that's all you need. And, and I'll be honest, I've not actually read any comics he's in. <laughs> just when I was going through the list, that just struck me as that is a character that we need to see more of. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've, I think I've read I've read one where I, I believe he was dead and in Ghost Rider they resurrected him yeah. and he's driving out the Ghost Rider <laughs> in a giant wheel. He's, I mean, it, it's it Stiltman territory, really. Yeah, it's, I think so. It, yeah, he's kind of Liter- literally they're gone. 
What's the idea? This. Uh, what, yeah. I, what I like to call it, I don't like to call it the living eraser, because that's one of Stan Lee's earlier creations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it literally is just an alien that would just wipe out people, yeah. just erase them. And it just, that was it. That was literally it. There's nothing else yeah, to that character. Uh, it's, it's amazing what high turnover of comics written by one person will produce. <laughs> exactly. What, oh, what, what can he fire this week? Oh, living. What's on my desk? Eraser. Yes, the living eraser. Yeah, so. I've kind of picked Big Wheel just Big because Wheel. we we can talk about all the variations on yeah. goblins and oh, of course, venoms yeah. and clones, mm. but he also has some very silly. I, I think of um, I think of the Hypno Hustler nice. is a good is a good example. I think of yeah. that, and I think he's I think he appeared once and then kind of has appeared since as a joke villain. Like yeah. purely as a joke villain since then. Yeah, there's there's a few that seem to constantly be being reused mm. as kind of their their escaping a bank and the hero coming yes. in. So it's like it's not part of the main plot, but it's literally no. like This is how we're gonna introduce It's your James it's your James Bond style yeah. intro adventure. Yeah. Is, oh, oh this is the villain, he's gotta stop him. Yeah. He's in a big wheel. Okay, we've got to stop that big wheel. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know so I Throw away, throw away villain. Those basically. those are the hit, the villains that make Spidey look good. So. Yes. Yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think um, to be honest, even Spider-Man's worst villains are probably still better than most comic book villains elsewhere. Yeah. You know? What Spider-Writers have always managed to do is mm. at least have a villain that will fit the story that's being told. Yes, yeah. So they are very good at thematic yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of choices. Yeah, you're right. Um, but sometimes it is just bloke in a big way. Bloke in a big way. Uh, Jackson Wheel, thank you, Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> Jackson Wheel. Wow, I'm. You know, I was basically I was so pleased with my other four choices that I <laughs> I just picked someone for for. Fair enough. For fair enough. Yeah. I, I no, I like that because uh, there's probably nobody who's more underrated <laughs> than Jackson Wheel, <laughs> the big wheel. Um, you know, even you... the rocket, even the rocket racer, I think, is introduced during those yeah. kind of issues where he's introduced, mm-hmm. and he's pretty lame on his own. And yeah. he's a hero, so you know he's yeah. got a rocket bound skateboard. You know, so it kind of makes sense for him to have a, a villain that's a giant <laughs> wheel, <laughs> rocket powered <laughs> wheel. Um, yeah. So move, moving on. Moving on. Yes, uh, yes. I'm just going to uh, just compose myself. From <laughs> still laughing about giant wheels. Oh, well, I do feel bad that big wheels keep on turning. <laughs> I've, I've put him so high up the list. <laughs> I just didn't. Uh, I just didn't want to start with the one that I'd clearly. Well, I mean, I mean, it's almost it's way. almost like the exec. It's almost like the execs created him. So yeah. maybe the exec is the exec's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sony, when are we going to get a big wheel movie? Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm so sick of seeing goblins and clones and all that. Where's the big yeah. wheel movie? Where's that? Yeah. But what I am, just to go back, yeah, go on. what I am sick of is exec, well, well the, the current movies avoiding the traditional stuff. Yeah. It's like, okay, I, I love that we didn't yeah. get uh, origin. an origin again yeah. because we've seen it so many times. We, we know it. It's as well known yeah. as. As, as Batman's Yeah, origin. exactly. Um, how, many, how many times can we watch someone get shot that we yeah. like? <laughs> but at the same time, you can talk about it. Yeah. You, it, can, it, it's, you can mention it. And it just feels... You can of, say with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There's been lots of nods and winks mm. and tip of the hats, but I, I want to hear... Yeah. 
what I am saying. Yeah. Now, obviously, this will probably date this podcast very quickly, Go very on. badly. But what I kind of hope if Mysterio in uh, the MCU is indeed from another universe, another universe, I'm kind of hoping one of the post credit scenes is Ben, Uncle Ben. Yeah. Okay. I, I, because we've not had him. I mean, I, that that's happened in. I think that happened in. The friendly neighborhood Spider-Man that Peter David run. Yes, what he is. he introduced a an alternate because he kept turning up. Ben, even though it's one of the big written no nos yeah. of Marvel, don't bring Ben back. They always do. They'll find a way. And Spot Spider Verse, he was one of the Spider Men. Yeah, it'd be interesting if if they did that in the film. I mean, you could. I mean, you could Spider Men the the crossover between Miles yes. Morales and Spider Man. Mysterio is actually a Mysterio of the Ultimate Universe as well. Yeah. He, so he can travel, or he's created technology mm-hmm. that would allow him yeah. to travel between two worlds, two parallel worlds, yeah. parallel universes. So it's not out of possibility that he could do that in this yeah. movie. Because I'd actually love to see that story played out. Mm. Is... That'd be really interesting. And like, how do you... I mean... <sighs> because the film seemed to be so much mm. about piece of finding his identity and yeah. finding mm. a, a father figure. What happens when I'm, Ben? I'm kind of, I'm a little tired of the father figures. I'm, I'm a little sick of father figures. I'm kind Blizzard. of hoping that they will resolve, yeah, that something in this one. Nip, just nip it in the bud, you know. We, you know, we all I, want a yeah. father figure. We all have father figures, but I feel like Spider-Man's had way too yeah, many. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm both simultaneously hoping they resolve it. Yeah, but I would also. Just because I want to hear those words of yes. great yeah, yeah, responsibility yeah. is is a bit where maybe Peter gets to see Ben. I don't know. It's not out yet. I'll find yeah. out on Tuesday. Yeah, fair enough. Um, we'll all find out. The world yes. will find out. Um, well, you'll already know by the yeah. time. Nobody can just skip the we'll last see. five we'll minutes. <laughs> However, there's the other end of the Mysterio spectrum where yes. it's all a lie. It's all an illusion. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Yeah. I like to think that the original appearance of Mysterio is he's trying to replace Spider-Man. He's trying to, mm-hmm. you know, he's the new hero, get rid yes. of the menace um, and becomes, you know, a hero. But obviously it's all falsified. It's all, you know, it's all an act. And I like to think that in a in a kind of Thunderbolts kind of mm. way, like the original Thunderbolts comic, that there is a void left by the retirement, death and missing in action mm-hmm. of these various big heroes yeah. that Mysterio wants to step into that void and that the molten man, sand man, hydro man are all illusions. Yeah, that that's yeah, that's, that's kind of what I think. Yeah. But I've also heard that they, I've also heard in some ways the film's going to do what you think it's going to do, but, but I've it also doesn't. heard it. Yeah. it also so maybe doesn't. it's a bit of both. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Who knows? Mr. You can't trust him. Yes, exactly. And uh, and I wouldn't <laughs> when he's with the guys of. Uh, I mean, he's very handsome. He's very handsome. Very handsome yeah. He's very like yeah. But uh, maybe that's not even his true face. Who, Who knows? knows? Who knows? It's all. Maybe he is Uncle Ben. Do-do-do-do. Twist. This episode's <laughs> just aged very badly. <laughs> the like, the like, what the fuck were you thinking? What, <laughs> yeah. what were you smoking that day? Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to crack on with my number three. Um, so, talking about diversity earlier, I don't think we've seen enough female Spider-Man villains on the big screen. If any. Have you seen any? No. They almost teased Black Cat yeah, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Mm. And I think she'd have played a part in it. Mm. And I don't Hathaway think... was going to be the Black Cat in the fourth Sam Raimi one. Yes. But then she was Catwoman. And then she was Catwoman. And then it was Felicity Jones. Yes, that's right. It was Felicia Hardy. Yeah. Hardy mm. in uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing 2. Spider-Man 2. Which there was already too much of, of in that movie anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I think 
they they probably didn't want to do MJ again. Yeah, so fair enough. Yeah. After the, um, Gwen Stacy dies, mm. they they were probably going to set up yeah. her. Yeah, possibly. Who knows? Or maybe maybe don't give him a love interest. How about that? What? 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 Crazy thought. How about that? Uh, um, but yeah, we were talking a little bit about kind of female villains, and I, I think Spider Man's got a few pretty decent female yeah. villains. Some of them, again, are version male versions, mm. previous male versions replaced by female versions, which is fine. But I do like some characters that have their own thing, mm-hmm. their own unique identity. So I've picked the very nineteen nineties villain, Shriek, nice. um, who was famously the kind of lover love interest of Carnage. So quite famously, yeah. she came to kind of um, relevance in the Maximum Carnage storyline. Very nineties. Story, big crossover between all the Spider-Man mm. titles, lots of overexposure. I quite like that story. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm fond of it. It's, it's very much of its era, but I, I quite enjoy it, and the artwork's good. Yeah, no, I, it works. All, all the Venom Carnage symbiote stuff is great. It's, it's just, I think it's after that. I think after Maximum Carnage, it gets silly. It's not as deep. I, I think people kind of treat it as this kind of big, deep run, like mm. that was very. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. No, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course, but it's not as. It's not as kind of. I mean, there's a lot in the '90s to like. There's a lot that went went on far too long and yeah. was very confusing and didn't really need to happen. Um, but there's a lot of things that to like as well. Um, so I've, I've picked her because I feel like she was Marvel's attempt at creating a kind of Harley Quinn. Because mm-hmm. I see I see the Joker is absolute chaos. I see mm-hmm. Carnage as absolute chaos as yeah. well. Both homicidal maniacs. Yeah. Don't like nothing relatable about them whatsoever. No human qualities. No. Just horrendous, awful people. But they have love interests who are both quite mm-hmm. insane and have their own stuff going on. But there's a kind of weird love there. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit abusive and wrong and, you know, but um, codependent. But yeah, it kind of... And that's their attempt. And she's a bit different. She's She started off... I think her name was... What was her... What's her name? I think it's Francis... Louise Barons, Barrison. So yeah, she she started off, she was an overweight young girl. Her mother would abuse her, make fun of her, mm-hmm. mistreat her for that. And that kind of led her into a kind yeah. of falling in with a bad crowd, get involved in drugs and kind of furthering her mental instability, yeah. you know, violence and what have you, selling drugs as well. And it's kind of led to a kind of fixation with motherhood. So when, when she finally meets Carnage, she kind of puts this weird family together, mm-hmm. including the spider doppelganger. Just He's just from, he's a kind of an offshoot from one of the Infinity War storylines. Yeah, he's a surviving, and he's got like six arms and, you know, insect eyes and venom, venom style mouth and this carrion who's this kind of zombie-like clone of, yeah. of the jackal. Or is it... No, I think it's another dude, actually. Anyway. Um, yeah, so she has this kind of weird kind of fixation yeah. with motherhood, I think, because she's had such a poor growing up and poor you know, family life. She wants to create that. But it's mm. a very disturbed version of that. Yeah. Um, she... Speaking of cloak, about Cloak and Dagger earlier, she was actually drug dealing and Cloak and Dagger found out mm. and they and she was enveloped in Cloak's Dark right. Force dimension and her, her powers, she, was a, she's a, she had latent mutant powers right. and this, this kind of triggered those. So she has these kind of, she can, uh, she basically has control of kind of sonic and sound based mm. so she can create kind of bursts of kind of sound waves and, and things. Yeah, very, yeah, kind of banshee but kind of uh, directly from her hands. But but the her intro, a more interesting power is that like hypersonically she can affect people's moods so right. she can she can um, so during maximum carnage it's already bad enough having a, a team of homicidal 
villains, Demo Goblin, which is a yeah. literal demon. You know, you've got the monster doppelganger, you've got the zombie, you've got Carnage and Shriek all together. That's all, you know, horrendous anyway. But she basically makes New York go mad. You know, even the even the heroes are affected by yeah. it as well. And they start, like, wanting to kill. That's what the whole story is about. It's like, Spider-Man, there's no way to stop this. I have to murder them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, these feelings are making me want to do that. And it's only when Captain America comes along and goes, you know, do you want a hand? And then yeah. things kind of turn around. Um, but for, yeah, it comes very close to kind of murdering these several of these villains um, because she's affecting them. And it kind of makes them more unstable and it just kind of ramps everything up. Um, but she's not really been used recently. I mean, a little bit. It's it's always seems to be in association with Carnage. I, I would like yeah. I would like her to do a, more of a Harley Quinn thing and kind of go off on her own. Yeah, and kind of be freed from that. Cause... Yeah, because I mean, you don't just want to be known as you know somebody's girlfriend or yeah. love interest. And because because I think what what what's been important for Harley Quinn is mm. kind of reclaiming her identity yeah, outside definitely. the Joker, kind of emancipating emancipating from yeah. the from that kind of slightly abusive yes his, yeah right, exactly slightly, it's, no it's, it's very it's, it's yeah abusive. and yeah and, and being a much stronger kind of independent mm. fully formed character fully formed character yeah exactly and i think i think she has potential i really do think she has potential yeah. and again she's separate enough from the other villains the male versions of these mm-hmm. villains that she could do her own thing you know i do quite like her kind of mentality and the fixation she has so there's and there's lots of possibility and you know it's a terrifying idea just you know somebody having this much power and, yeah. and being that unstable uh, as well with it and can do so much and to not really care only yeah. about these kind of weird kind of freaks and this freakish family um, you know very interesting but yeah there's loads of there's loads of other um, really good kind of female villains mostly kind of from the nineties kind of onward yeah. there's Scream who's like a female symbiote I think she shows up in the Venom movie technically uh, Menace who was the female goblin from Brand New Day mm-hmm. Anna Kravinoff who was uh, Craven the Hunter mm-hmm. for a little while Stunner who's kind of this she's the girlfriend of Dr. Octopus which is a slightly overweight woman who has this virtual reality doppelganger who's super strong yep. so, something like that um, Caroline Trainer, Caroline Trainer, who's the second Dr. Octopus we talked about yep. Francine, Fr- Francine Fry who was recently became Electro uh, yes. I'm not sure if the original Electra has come back yet. I believe they may, may have. I can't remember, yeah. Again, that's, that's the problem with too many Spider-Man comics. Too many Spider-Man. You can't keep I up. can't keep up with can't who's dead, up. who's in prison, who's who. <laughs> <laughs> who's, the, who's this goblin, who's that? Who's, who's the symbiote on? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, Shatra, who was from the J. Michael Straczynski run, which is kind of like this big kind of insect wasp mm-hmm. thing. Queen of Spiders, who gave Spider-Man a kiss and then he developed those kind of organic yeah. web shooters, and then you know he mutated further later on. Yeah. Uh, Delilah's kind of a super strong henchwoman of the Rose, uh, the late nineties, and Scorpia, who's a female version of the Scorpion. Um, but yeah, that was my number three. Yeah, nice. So moving on to your number two. My number two. Well, going going back to the J. Michael Straczynski run because certainly when it starts is a really good run. Yeah. Um, and my my number two is Morland. Morland, amazing choice. Almost made my list. I I would love to see uh see Morland in the movies really. Mm. And, and and if they are setting up a multiverse, you could get into the whole kind of Spider Verse spider, yeah. or, or, or the web. Yeah. So you've got Great Web or Web of Destiny. Yeah, the web, web of Destiny yeah, and all this stuff. Called. So I, I just really like that that character that kind of 
I know some people are like, oh, it changes Spider-Man too much. Because I don't think it ever really did change it. No. It just acknowledged... That maybe something else. Something else is... Because um, in, in Straczynski's run, if I remember rightly, he basically he says that it's not the radiation on the spider giving the powers. Yeah. It's actually the spider transferring those abilities... Yeah. And then the it, radiation kind of confused that. Yeah. Uh, kind of blocked it in some form. It's an element, I think, of... I mean, Dan Slott went more into this kind of Web of Destiny yeah, yeah. stuff, but it, it, it's more... Yeah, it, it doesn't change no. who, he, who he is. It just, it just, no, no. It's, it's, I mean, you've still, still got the spider powers. Yeah, um, it's just more... It was an act of... Fa- it was always yeah. going to be... Yeah. You know, it was always going to happen. Exactly. It was, a, it was a destiny thing, and and it's it kind of question. It, it never really... I mean, it never really outright... I don't think it really outright says 100% no. that Spider-Man got his powers mystically or magically... No, but it, it, it posits but by that. getting those powers, he has now become part of yes. this more mystical. And I, and I, I like that. I like that. It's almost like when Mark Wade introduced the Speed Force mm. into because before it was just like these guys are fast, they're going to run, that's it. Yeah. So when he brought in the Speed Force, he linked all these characters together, all these kind of fast, super mm-hmm. fast characters, yeah. um, and you know made it more interesting, much more kind of rich history, yeah. uh, made it more of a family, the interconnectivity, and that's what they do with all the Spider-Man characters, mm-hmm. Spider-Woman, all the Spider-Girls, Spider you know... Um, you know, Spider Gwen, all the alternate reality ones. You know, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, yeah. the clones. Mm-hmm. You know, it just links at the Madam Web links everything. everything together, and it it you know it makes it kind of gives it this kind of um, kind of legendary status almost, yes. and this kind of this epicness that was never really there because for you know back in the day, the original was just you know a fifteen year old kid yeah. just got spider powers. And then he's just oh right, somebody else might have powers, you yeah. know. But it's gone. It's come so far. It's become this big epic kind of saga of of the multiverse. Yeah, and and what's nice, you can do that, and it still feels like he's the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Yeah, he's still out of his depth. Totally. Yeah. Out of his depth. So that run, particularly so that that first. Um, yeah, the coming, coming coming home. home I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, with. Highly uh, recommend that. Yeah, really good. More than Ezekiel. I know we weren't talking yeah, about Ezekiel, but um, yeah. father figures, but Ezekiel kind of yeah, a little bit. Yeah, potentially falls into that a little bit. Um, but that I would be up for if I, if we saw that if we saw Ezekiel in a film, I'd be really yeah. interested to see that. Because at the moment they just seem to maybe be setting up maybe another Sinister Six movie, possibly because it yeah. seems to be whatever thing they were setting up the last take. Yeah. Just kind of filters down into the next take. Yeah, a little bit. So I feel that's the way they're probably going to go for mm. whatever follows Far yeah, yeah. From Home. Yeah. But I'd also love to see something completely unlike anything we've, anything seen, before. we've seen before. And I think the J. Michael Straczynski run would be that if they did a, yeah. a version or, you know, because basically Morlin is from a family of kind of energy vampires. Yeah, who pick beings who have this totemic yeah. energy. So mm. if you did set up characters like the Rhino, well, They'd go yeah. after him as well. Yeah, exactly. You could, yeah, they could absorb the the animal essence. Or yeah, power because there was, or like, yeah. Oh, was it? basically the re- the reason I kind of fell in love was with Morn was that was I read coming home. Off the back of that, I started reading. It just so happened that mm. all of the the trades I was picking up all linked, linked together that, without any. Think, was it the the other? Was that was that was when he fully other... he kind of died and came back with yeah. more spider powers? And then and then it all started to link into the kind of web. So. Culminating into Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Are they called the Inheritors? I believe they're called the Inheritors. inheritors. Yeah. So, so, so there was uh, Spider-Verse, 
uh, but also Spider Island ties oh, into yes. that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, Spider right. Island's a great event book. If you've not I, think, I actually think Spider Island is better than Spider Verse. Yeah, no, yeah. it's I mean because it's more contained yeah. and just fun. Whereas yeah, exactly. Spider Verse feels like the culmination of a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. It, it felt like it's, um, a, it's like an end game. Yeah. When they did that, which felt like the culmination yeah. of 10 years like of... House of M stuff and yeah. New Avengers. Yeah, everything from House of yeah. M culminates at that point. Yeah, it was Avengers Disassembled, House of M, and then Onwards. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of all that together. Yeah, and that, that was a culmination of that, and Spider-Verse felt like the culmination of that. And then, definitely, definitely. Then Dan Slott wrote the book for another couple of years. Yeah. But it did kind of also feel like, yeah. oh, maybe that... It's probably I think coming home as probably one of the the best battles Spider-Man battles of great, all time. Great fights. Yeah. He's completely impossible villain yeah. to defeat. Mm. Um, so it, it felt like a character that really pushes Peter mm. and even even when I was like back in like two thousand one two thousand two. I was reading a magazine. I read magazines back then. Oh. I don't really read them now, but um, it's like it, it listed like Spider-Man's greatest battles, and there was like nothing can stop the Juggernaut, mm-hmm. uh, which I published uh, on the podcast last week. But yeah, consider it was like two thousand one, two thousand two. That was on there, number one with a bullet. Yeah, so it, it, it's just really good. Yeah. Uh, and Ezekiel comes in. He kind of introduces the ideas of the totemistic power, the yes. mystical, the the spider, and the radiation contaminating his powers, mm-hmm. necessarily getting the full amount of spider powers that he should yeah. have. It's really fantastic. The artwork's great. It's John Romita Jr., who is probably one of my favourite artists out yeah, there. The, and he does a fantastic job. That first chunk, especially of mm. the Straczynski run, where oh, God, with yeah. John Romita, so many great stories I think and for, great like, artwork. The, I mean, some of the other stuff in the Straczynski run that came later is still good, but I think yeah. for me, it's the John Romita Jr. Straczynski stuff. It's, which is the best. Really good. And I would follow that, um, get the following volume mm-hmm. to that as well, coming home, because that contains the famous uh, World Trade Center issue, yes. which is absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, it's, it's beautifully done. Yeah. It, the whole run has been collected now into three or four... Kind of ultimate collections. Ultimate collections. Yeah. The yeah. first two, although you do, I think the second one has Sins Past in it. Yeah, possibly. Um, yeah, it probably will. Which is fine, read it. Yeah. It, it, it's a thing that exists. You definitely get the volume that includes that and the conversation. Yeah. Because that is probably one of the best Spider Man stories. And may at the end of coming home, discover Spider Man is Spider Man. They yeah. sit sit in the park and they just the whole comic is just them talking it's, about it. It's and it's again beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Go pick that up. Yeah. Um but yes, Morlan, I think we've covered Morlan. I think yeah. yeah, he's an absolute powerhouse yeah. and you know, has Really ingrained himself into the spider mythos. Yes. Considering he's still relatively recent. Yeah, well, I also found him in a, in a paperback. I realised Marvel did a load of paperback novels mm. uh, in the noughties that... God, we're calling that. The, the, two, the <laughs> 2000s. God, just when you hear it. Uh, the 2000s. And, yeah. and I just managed to pick up with a Spider-Man. I thought, oh, this would be 20 pages. Oh, it's yeah. a Morland story. <laughs> Where he ends up having the rhino stay at his house because the rhino has his ass handed to him by really? Morland. Really? Nice. And so rhino goes to find Spider-Man. And Fair enough. Goes, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> help. <laughs> I need your help. Right. We're slowly running out of time, so I'm going to crack on. Well, we're quickly running out of time. Yeah, we are quickly. So I'm no, no, no. It's fine. This is good. This is good stuff. I just have to be aware of it. Um, So my number two is the Scorpion. So this kind of represents the Dark Mirror that we were talking about earlier. And there's so many kind of Venom comes under there. I mean, Doctor Octopus we Mm. talked about as well. Lizard is a good example as well. Science gone Mm. wrong and stuff. And I think Scorpion's really underrated. I mean, 
I'll be honest, there's not much character development that's been done with Scorpion. No. I mean, the most there's probably been was during when he was when he was actually not the Scorpion, when he was Venom. Uh, yeah. Mac Gargan became the what, second Venom, I guess. I think it's the yeah, second Venom. So yeah, and he, you know, he he had a lot more kind of during the Mark Millar Marvel Knights run. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got this really creepy kind of um, private investigator vibe. He yes. finds out who Spider Man is, and he starts blackmailing him basically. And it's really quite interesting. But he is some some villains you want as relatable, you know, like a Magneto or you know maybe a Doctor Octopus to some extent, you know. But there's some villains you just want to be fucking evil, yeah. just be right bastards. Mm-hmm. You know, you're never going to relate to the Red Skull because he's no. a horrible Nazi. He's the protege. Hitler. Yeah. Well, you... I mean, I hope you don't relate to him. <laughs> really, I Please don't, don't relate I mean... to him. <laughs> or like Mephisto, who is the devil. You know, you don't want to relate. You don't want to relate to them. Uh, and some villains, you just want that, and you just want that. And I think the, the Scorpion's a good example of that. Yeah, he's stronger than Spider Man. Uh, he's faster. You know, he's got. He's because I think they said in the animated series that the Scorpion's a natural predator of the spider. You know, um, I'm not sure how true that is. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's you know. So he's, I mean, probably is. Yeah, to some point, I'm sure. But I think uh, I think the cool the tail is cool. It's got various weapons on it. Um, it's usually he, his look does change quite often. Yeah. Um, I think we've gone very much gone back to the kind of nineties look recently for the Nick Spencer run. Uh, his kind of green suit and yes, things, yeah. kind of simplified back to a kind of more of a costume. Um, but I, I don't mind it. What I do, what the my favorite kind of thing about the Scorpion is not actually really the Scorpion itself. It's more his stories, uh-huh. because J. Jonah Jameson funded his creation, mm-hmm. and he feels he's betrayed him, and he's gone mad because of the the change in his body has caused him to go mad, and he blames Jameson, he blames Spider Man, and always in the stories it's got something to do with Jameson mm. and whenever Spider-Man and J. Jonah Jameson are in a room it's comedy gold yeah it is it's just it's just fun to watch them you know you know quip at each other have a go at each other you know all that sort of stuff J. Jonah Jameson is probably one of the best comic book creations mm. of all time easily probably in the top five yeah um you know he's not necessarily a superhero but he's a super character with so many uh, flaws and has been represented in so many ways sometimes he's an outright villain sometimes he's a, a loving father figure you you know and, and again he's doing something really interesting with him at the moment so mm. spect- does, does he know who spider-man is currently? yeah so yeah. S- spectacular spider-man peter went to him and revealed it. revealed it. again it was kind of like the conversation yeah. they, they just had an issue where they talked about it wow I'd like to read that. And then recently in the Nick Spencer run, there was a good, I think it was two or three issue story mm. with J. Jonah Dames and uh, Spider-Man and Arcade. Yes, nice. Yeah, no, nice. it's really nice. That sounds great. That sounds like a lot of fun. But I mean, like the, um, I think there's a 90, second episode of the 90s show was The Sting of the Scorpion. Mm. And that ha- it has, you know, J. Jonah Jameson is along for the ride and feels responsible, feels personally responsible. Yeah. Even quits the Daily Bugle at one point. Because he he he's found he's blackmailed that he's created the Scorpion, a supervillain, and he leaves, he leaves yeah. it to Robbie Robertson, and that's how interesting and so in depth and so you know so many layers to J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson, and well, I don't think we'll ever peel away how many layers that character has, but you know you can he's the comedy relief or he's an outright villain, whatever you want him as, it works, it just works, and that's the best thing about. The Scorpion stories, like he is, the, he's the, he's the, you know, he's the challenge. But the yeah. real juice and the real fun part of the story is having J. Jonah Jameson and Spider Man working together or spending time in each yeah. other's space 
and he might even save Spider-Man or protect him in some form, mm. and that's fascinating in its, in its yeah, own. Yeah, it's great how he had a, he adds a facet not just to Spidey, but mm. but he gives that depth to to JJ as well. Yeah, exactly. It's a nice spotlight because again, Scorpion never really gets the spotlight, and that's I kind of think that's fine. Yeah. But you get that spotlight instead, which is worth visiting and rereading Scorpion stories. Do you think they'll do that in the movies? Because obviously they did bring yeah bring him into Matt Gargan is there. I mean. It, I don't think he really looks the part personally. I don't no. think he seems quite short and stocky. I don't know. I, yeah. I, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Maybe they'll do a shocker type thing I, I where it's just like, got the t- he's just got a tail. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna get some kind of Sinister Six. Yeah. In we'll see, yeah. Whatever follows far from home. Fair enough. Um, yes, uh, that's for me. That's you know the Scorpion. That's all really I want to say about the Scorpion. Uh, other dark mirror villains I've uh, included are the Fly. Tarantula, Kane, the Doppelganger, and the Spurious Spider-Man. Nice. Um, so we're on to your... Was this your number two? Yeah. Well, uh, number, number one. No, number one, number right. One. Okay. What is your number one? Uh, Spider-Man's most underrated villain, as far as I'm concerned, is Spider-Man. Himself? Himself. Wow. Um, Interesting take. It's what makes Spider-Man such a great hero, a great character, is that depth and those other facets he has. Mm. But so often he is the cause of... I mean, he blames yeah. the Parker look, but yeah, really yeah. It's, mm. it's it's just him. It's just you. You know, he's back with MJ in the comics okay. now. Yeah. I feel like he's going to mess that up soon. Yeah. Um, although they kind of made a big deal about, no, no, it's it's not going to be... Yeah, it's not going to be the same. Temporary thing. Yeah. But you know, right down to his origins, it's his own fault. It's his own fault. Yeah. He he doesn't instantly learn to use his powers no. well. He doesn't set responsibly, or he, you know, it's he creates his own problems. His own problems, and mm. he creates the situation yeah. that. I mean, you could you could pick thousands of instances yeah. where that's the truth. Even not killing the Green Goblin, and then Gwen find uh, him finding out about Peter Parker's identity. Yeah. Going to kill Gwen, knocks her off the bridge. He webs her legs. Her neck snaps. Yeah, just through the tension. So he he caught if unless unless he let her drop, he wouldn't have caused her death. But he did. Mm. Either way, he would have caused her death. Yeah. Um. You know, that's an example there. To to you know, partly responsible for the events that led to Ben's death. Yeah. Gwen's death. He gets businesses and then he loses Mm. them. Mm. You know, the whole reason he's been reset at the moment is 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 he took. All yeah. of the benefits yeah, yeah. that Superior Spider-Man gave him, yeah. but didn't he's really, yeah. and now he's lost them because he didn't earn them. Yes, and that's kind of and that's kind of right, I think. And I always think that he'd probably be okay if Spider-Man didn't get in the way all the time. Like yeah. him being Spider-Man, that responsibility. You know, even even like I've been watching this 1981 cartoon. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I really want to go on that date that I've stood up twice. Yeah, but I can't say no to adventure. Yeah, you know, oh, I can't. But there's so many times in the comics where he goes, "This isn't my problem. This isn't my responsibility." You know, he goes, and he has tried to walk away. And he tries to walk away. And he do, And you know, um, I read the Clone Conspiracy recently, yeah. Dead No More Clone Conspiracy, yes. and he says, "This is going to ruin my company." But I've got to do it to save yeah. the world. And they're like, "But, but I've got stocks in your company." He's like, "Don't care." Okay. Well, that's it. He. He he will ultimately always do yeah. the right thing, and that and that's why he's a great hero. And that's mm. why we we love him. Yeah. But what makes him relatable is just like me, 
just like you, yeah. just like any of us. Yeah. His own worst enemy is himself. Yeah. Yeah, he'll always figure out how yeah. to do the right thing in the end, but he often causes a lot of his yeah. own personal there's, problems. There's so a great right? there's a great issue in the Dan Slot run. It's after Jameson's wife has di- has died and he feels partly responsible. Yeah. Marla Jameson. And he says he makes this promise, he goes, No one dies. No one dies. And that's a heck of a promise to make Yeah. Even to yourself. Particularly when you're Spider Man. Exactly. And he, he kind of he relives all the people that he's either actually killed by mistake or uh, or by not being there or being linked to Spider-Man in some way you know stuff stuff that he kind of had no control over but he will still blame yeah. himself and and then people somebody kind of questions him later on going no my rule is no one dies and they're like do you know how fucking stupid that sounds yeah. do you know how idiotic and naive that yeah. sounds no one dies and it's all on you you know but he's like no but he is still that kind of 15 year old kid who, yeah fucks up and makes mistakes and, and you're that, right and that's what makes him such a great hero is actually his greatest enemy is, is himself, is himself. Yeah. Is, yeah and again he probably would be happy if not for that responsibility if not for those powers mm. I mean there's been times where he's tried to get rid of them there's one one attempt he, he grew an extra four arms yeah. you know and you know and then he had to deal with that as well well again going back to the Nick Spencer run he's involved in, in a mishap that mm. splits him off into two Two versions of himself. One purely has all the spider powers, and one is purely just Peter Parker. Wow, that's interesting. And it's no, it's a really good, really good story. It's mm. it's fun, but ultimately, yeah, the side that gets to be with MJ all the time is, is yeah. fine. Yeah, exactly. But the one who's Spider Man constantly. But but he has all the responsibility, but mm. the other person has all the power. Ah, interesting. You know, spoilers as to how that resolves itself. <laughs> yes. but, um, <laughs> But but that but that's why he's he's so good. Is yeah. you learn these lessons and you and you face these things and they're, they're actually quite relatable, even though they're. I mean, someone once asked me like, which, which superhero would you be? And I said none of them oh, because yeah. Tony Stark's an alcoholic, the Hulk has mental issues, Ben Grimm is constantly a monster. The list goes on. Yeah. You know, Captain America is a man out of time. You don't want to be any of these superheroes. Sure, you want the powers. No. You want the powers, mm-hmm. but you don't want the responsibility. Yeah. And there you go. And 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 who's to say, you know, if who's to say if you had powers straight away you would be using them, you know, to get out of something, you no. know, or to get something for free. Well, I just want to be a big wheel. <laughs> you know, gotta go around a big wheel. Just rolling around, just rolling around. <laughs> Good old big wheel, big wheel. Good old Jackson wheel. I'm literally gonna, I'm gonna have to read a Jackson Wheel story tonight. I have to, yeah. just to just to kind of satiate my need for Jackson Wheel in my life. Oh my gosh. Right, well, before this podcast ends, I don't think we've got that much time, but I'm no. just going to slip mine in very quickly. Sounds very rude. Uh, about five minutes or so. So, my number one choice represents the the horrific, kind of horror, monster-based characters okay. in Spider-Man. And I've gone for Michael Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah. It was a scientifically created, by accident, uh, vampire, which... Yeah. I believe, back in the day with the comics code and the censorship that was going on at the time, yeah, um, during the kind of early 70s, well, from the late 50, mid-50s up to the kind of 70s, um, they couldn't actually do vampires, they couldn't do werewolves, couldn't do any horror-based no. um, because of the kind of um, uh, the McCarthy um, seduction of the innocent, the book mm-hmm. The Seduction of the Innocent. So, so they've they came up with ways to to sort of do it, but not. Yeah. So, so Morbius is a scientifically created vampire. Mm. He's trying to cure a blood disease he has, and lo and behold, doesn't work. He becomes a vampire. He has 
practically he's practically just the classic vampire. Yeah. Um that's the only difference really. And he kills his best friend and leaves his wife because he's a monster. Yeah, it's a full kind of tragic. Yeah, tragic. These kind, kind of, of gothic. Yeah, gothic tragedy. But there there's always but even in the 70s it was in I think it's called Fear magazine. He's more like an anti-hero yeah. arguably. However, it works when you paint him as the villain mm-hmm. because when he goes full villain you still believe it because yeah. of all the stuff that's happened. He's a very relatable villain, much like we were saying earlier with Magneto mm-hmm. and Dr. Octopus and that. So when he's on the side of the angels, one kind of pang of hunger away from yeah. becoming a full out a full on villain again. Some great stuff in the Dan slot um when he uses him there as well. But yeah, I think he's a great villain. I think he's fun. I fell in love with him during the animated series and his mm-hmm. plight there. Um, yeah, he was really well so portrayed well in, in, in the 90s. I yeah, know, and I mean, he didn't bite anybody. He had these kind of suction yeah. sucker hands, which is fair enough. It's a good show, end of the day. Um, he wanted plasma, not blood. <laughs> but he's a great character. He's been... Um, there's a movie coming out. He's obviously, he's obviously popular to a point, or they think they can adapt him in some way. We'll see if that's any good. Um, but I think, in general, I think he's a cool character. I liked him in... Uh, Rise of the Midnight Suns um, he's really good I think he's actually he might have even appeared in Maximum Carnage I think they might have put him in there to be honest they threw every hero yeah. wasn't, they threw every hero that wasn't selling in that book Captain America and Iron Fist included mm-hmm. um, so yeah but no I think he's I think he's really interesting fascinating fun and however he's portrayed it kind of just works um, yeah. if he's in a miniseries or if he's you know if he's struggling or if he's you know one of my favourite things in the world is the kind of the monster verse of Marvel and the kind of yeah. le- legion of monsters or, you know, the howling commandos, mm-hmm. however, they, whatever their name is, all the kind of horror based. Man Thing is one of my favourite Marvel characters of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Werewolf by Night, all those kind of characters, Son of Satan. I'm all I'm all up for more of that. I'm like, yes, give me give me a classic horror villains and stuff like Frankenstein, the mummy and all that. I, I love that. And I think it's a really underrated portion of the Marvel mm-hmm. universe. And actually, even Sam Raimi thought that he may do a Morbius movie at one point. Question, possibly, that he might do one. Yeah. And Blade 2, the villain in that, I think it's called Nomak, yes. was supposed to be Morbius, but they couldn't get the rights. Oh. And that's why he's scientifically, he's like a clone yes. vampire, he's kind yeah, of yeah, genetically yeah. modified. So, yeah, so, um, but he's great. Um, go and read anything with Morbius in, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, Spider Man fighting a vampire, what's not to love? Yeah. Well, that's it. That, that's what I'm kind of annoyed, though. As much as we're excited that the film was coming out. Yeah. But I want to see him team up in the Blade movie. Yeah. Mean, but that can't happen now. Yeah. yeah. It's just. Well, I guess maybe. I mean, if we if, if they fully cross over the Spider Man movies with, like, yeah. Venom or or Morbius, that technically makes that in the same universe for me. The yeah. head, head canon there, but... I mean, I would want to see him in a Blade movie. That He would work yeah. in a Blade movie. I, I just want all my toys in one toy box. Yes, don't we all? Well, that's the problem. You can't get to your PlayStation because of this. Yeah. <laughs> you get them all in the, the one boxes. box. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we have... Oh, I just want to mention the other monster villains I would have Fair included. Uh, so, Man-Wolf, who's J. Jonah Jameson's son. John Jameson, the astronaut who... He found like a gem on the moon and went, "Oh, this will make some nice jewelry." Yeah, he's he's had a rough life. Yeah, he? yeah, he's, he was a he was a man wolf and he was a superhero for a bit. Um, yeah, he's he's not had an easy one. He's not no. had an easy one. Um, Stegron, the dinosaur man, um, mm-hmm. scientist who worked with the lizard and transformed himself into a dinosaur. I, you know, I I'd, I'd see that movie. I'd see a Jurassic Park meets Spider Man movie any yeah. day of the week. I would have that. 
I'd, I'd take that. <laughs> I'd, I'd love a Savage Land movie. Oh point. yeah, do Savage, Savage Please. Land. Please. Well, I mean, they've got the, they've got the rights back now, so they could do Savage Land. Yeah. I'd love to see Arcade and Murder World as well. Do an X Men mm-hmm. movie, the Arcade and Murder World, because I think that would be cheesy and fun as yeah. anything. Um, the Swarm, who is a, a Nazi scientist comprised entirely of bees. <laughs> Um, so that's he's, he's he, no, no big wheel. He's no big wheel. <laughs> now that's coming. It's the swarm versus the big wheel. That's what yeah. I want to see. Clash, <laughs> clash of titans. <laughs> um, Carrion, who's like the zombie um, clone we mentioned before, and one of my really underrated actually is Vermin, um, who's basically kind of a rat man. Yeah. Um, and he's featured quite heavily in Craven's Last Hunt. Mm. Used really, really well. But yeah, I think that's everything. I think we've covered. I think we've covered all of them. all aspects of Spider Man. Thank you for joining me for the Spider Man no, month no and our secret ball stories. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I hope you've had fun. I've had fun. Would would you like to come back? I'd love to come back. Have you got anything you'd like to talk about in the future? Movies or what have you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not off the top of my head, but yes, you've got yeah, stuff. You no, have a, th- no, you have a think. I've yeah. got lots of variations on this podcast, so I can send you the variations. Or you can How listen. many Star Wars have you done? You know what? Zero. <laughs> so I think I think you're the man. You think oh, you're the man for yeah. it. You come up with something unique and we'll do our own spin oh. on it. We'll spin our own webs. <laughs> yes, we will. Yes, we will. Um yes, so that's uh, that is it from us. I'm just gonna tell you where you can find me on the social medias. So it's Facebook, it's at Secret Balls in the search bar. Twitter it's at Dan underscore balls. Instagram it's Spider Dan Secret Balls, all one word podcast will be available on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and many, many more. Don't forget YouTube. That's a big one. Um, where can they find you, Sean? Uh, they can find me at Sean Mason on Twitter. It's S-E-A-N. That's it. That's it. That's, that's a good... It. That's that's one's it, enough. Yeah. One's enough. That's good enough. Right. Well, thank you for joining us again, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!